0: And welcome back to iBiology, um, the uh, revision podcast that should not be your only source. Please go to listen to Mr. Dunn as well. We're back after a very long break um, <laughs> due to uh, COVID and other things. We have not recorded in a while, but now we're back and we're ready to continue taking on um, the biology. Also, we just checked it. We've got 10 streams thus far. Woo, go us. Anyway, today we're going to be talking about photosynthesis, unit 8.3 um very essentially so the very basic concept just so you know why everything is happening we've got the light dependent reactions and then the light independent reactions the light dependent reactions are kind of a reaction chain that happen in the thylakoid membranes the light independent reactions um are the calvin cycle so the uh, and basically what's happening is that in the calvin cycle we're building up the sugar but we're using some things that we need to build up the sugar and we're generating those with the light-dependent reactions. Hmm. Okay, so without it light-dependent... No, wait. Could one of those things happen without the other one? Well, it could happen. There'd be no point in it. Like, uh, Well, no, not really. The Calvin cycle couldn't really happen. So light-dependent reactions, I guess, technically you could happen, although you do need the adenosine diphosphate to make adenosine triphosphate. It's kind of like if you were... Uh, uh, it's kind of like someone is needing a water bucket to propel forward, um, like a spinny water thing. Uh, well, <laughs> I can't think of the English term right now. Um, and uh, and you need to give back the bucket so they can fill it back up with water. Okay, so which one happens first? It doesn't really... Ha- there's nothing that really happens first, but we're going to talk about the life-dependent reactions first. Let's mm-hmm, go. Cool. So, basically... Um, Light-dependent might give you the idea that we need light for it, because as you should hopefully know by now, you, we need light for photosynthesis. For photo meaning really? Photo <laughs> meaning light. Synthesis meaning to produce. Yes. So, um, specifically, we get uh, we get this by uh, using the photosystems. Now, the photosystems uh, they're uh, the ones. <coughs> sorry. They're the ones that absorb light uh, using pigment molecules. So the photosystems are the pigment molecules, and they harvest the energy. Wait, the, the photosystems are the pigment molecules, like they're groups of pigment pigment molecules. And wasn't uh, where are the pigment pig, pigment molecules? They're in the thylakoid membrane. So if you have, that's why the plant is green. Yeah, because yeah? of the chlorophyll. Let's go. Okay. And uh, do you want to explain why specifically green? Something something with light absorption and light something something. <laughs> It is indeed to do with light absorption. <laughs> um, it's specifically it absorbs uh, most wavelengths, but green light, the the the, the pigments exactly. Ah. And so what's reflected is the green light. So. Answered um, Gatsby Reference here. So if we would put like red light on a plant, it would grow like that. Would, that if would. we put, but if we put green light on a plant it wouldn't grow or at least not as efficiently or they wouldn't be able to photosynthesize as efficiently if i am if i am not mistaken if you are not mistaken i probably google it are. afterwards and okay minutes and a <coughs> half if i if i need to insert anything but I need to cut out my my calves calves. Okay. so um now uh, let's just so we know everything is happening because you asked about this um if you look at a picture of a chloroplast on page 107 in the oxford study guide As always we're using the oxford study guide and the textbook mm-hmm. um the you can see that uh, chloroplast basically it has a relatively simple setup um there's a inner membrane and an outer membrane so basically we have all of the enzymes in one place and then in there you kind of see these stacked uh uh, you kind of see these stacked membrane things so the thylakoid membranes Mm -hmm. basically they have a large surface area so we can get a bunch of light absorbent in there and also there we can put a bunch of photosystems um and synthases in there ATP synthesis. okay so the ATP synthesis produce ATP yes makes sense so but and the photosystems are those pigment things yeah uh, groups of pigments okay mm-hmm. okay so there's two photosystems we need to know about photosystem 2 and photosystem one mm-hmm photosystem 2 is first in line wait this, this is why wh- does biology do this to us uh, because people discover things in weird orders, that's also why it's. Go- uh, this also why we have say cyclin D, E, A, and B. Okay. So, uh, photosystem two, um, uh, <coughs> is essentially, uh, responsible for, um, just producing ATP. It's the thing that, uh, takes. Okay. So, uh, in in essence, um, we've got. Uh, in the reaction center of the photosystem two, there is uh, an electron that, if we hit, uh, if we hit it in light, the light energy gets passed on, and then the central electron gets excited, and moves up and out, and then moves out of the where. So it passes. It starts going. Uh, it's it gets ex- it gets excited and starts passing from one carrier to the next within the thylakoid membrane. From one electron carrier. carrier. Exactly. And why? Because. Um, As it passes along this carrier, it gives its energy, and if you remember the electron transport chain from mitosis, Mm -hmm. this is quite similar, as it passes along, some of them are hydrogen pumps, and they pump hydrogen within the thylakoid membrane. Why do we need hydrogen within the 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 thylakoid membrane? Because it builds up a concentration gradient. And why do we need that? Because uh, because then the hydrogen wants to go back out, and the only way it can uh, go back out is through the ATP synthase. Ah, lit, so this happens in order to produce ATP. Yes. Photosystem 2. Yes. So the goal of photosystem 2 is to produce ATP, basically. Yes, that's how I started this, se- uh, this segment. Yeah, I didn't listen. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> now I know what this began feels like. Um, uh, so th- again, this is um, this is specifically called photophosphorylation because we need light to phosphorylize the ATP. Uh, And but now uh, you might be wondering wait, where did these electrons come from because if you remember during aerobic respiration? um, we constantly put in uh, we constantly have to uh, Do all of these things with the Krebs cycle and all of that in order to get a bunch of electrons that we can then um, Use to make that so where do we get the electrons from here? Water that's the answer water Um, Where does the fucking water come from? Do you remember the very basic equation of photosynthesis? Water. (laughs) Okay, (laughs) 6H2O plus 6CO2 becomes... Wait, so water plus carbon dioxide? Wait. Yeah, water plus carbon dioxide becomes a sugar and oxygen. Lit. That's the very basic equation (laughs) of photosynthesis. So the two things that the plant actually actively takes up is water and carbon dioxide and here's where the water comes in. Um, <coughs> also you are you are not a shirt, don't mark yourself with the textile marker. Um Okay. Can I hereinmal? Sure, go ahead. Um so basically the water is split up into oxygen, O2, H plus ions and electrons. No. The the water is split up into oxygen gas, hydrogen ions, and electrons. <coughs> Why? Because we need the electrons to, for the um, chain that or the carrying chain that we're uh, establishing here. Okay. Mm-hmm. Actually, can you d- use a different marker? Not my textile marker to draw into my <laughs> to, <laughs> to draw into my homework diary. Yes. Um, very focused and professional podcast we have going here, and th- well, the oxygen that's just a waste product. It's just it also happens to be very useful for us though. Yeah, I guess. Um. So. The anti-hydrogen ions, because uh, they're broken up in the thylakoid membrane, help to um, create that uh, concentration gradient more. Mm -hmm. So now um, we have the photosystem 2, we know what that does. But now what about photosystem 1? Basically, you might have uh, realized, hold up, where do these electrons go? Well, what we do is that uh, we reduce some NADP. We reduce... What happens during reduction again? Reduction is gain, oxidation is loss. Of? Electrons. Of electrons. Lit! I'm such a good uh, biology student. And it also puts uh, hydrogen ion. So the NADP becomes NADPH2. Okay. Okay. So... Um, uh, specifically, I believe that the uh, name of the last acceptor um, is okay. Are we it's NADP plus reductase. Cool. NAD, uh, so it, uh turns sorry it, it turns NADP uh, plus into NADP uh, plus H plus. Okay. Simple. Very. Um. So. Continuing on now. Uh, so what did we just get from this entire chain? ATP yes. and oxygen and, and War no, no, we broke sugar. No shit <laughs> Electrons. We just, we just said this <laughs> Reduced NADP <laughs> reduce NADP. Okay, Speci- so energy uh, plus H plus um, specifically if you uh, because if you're getting confused with the NAD that we need in the Um, aerobic respiration, you can remember this one uh, by the fact that the P stands for photosynthesis. doesn't really, it stands for phosphate but (coughs) we can imagine and it's it's just a mnemonic device. So Also uh, also just the spilling of water, it's called photolysis. It's photolysis. The spilling of water? It's called photolysis? Yeah, because we're using the energy of the light to split the water, to lyse the water. Shouldn't it be like waterysis? Hydrolysis is already a thing. Oh shit, okay, yeah, never mind. Okay, <laughs> let's go. Okay, so uh, remember the <laughs> oxygen is a waste product, we don't care about that anymore. Meanwhile the ATP and the reduced NADP, we do care about those. Um now we are getting to the Calvin cycle. Woo So the we usually start the Calvin cycle with ribulase bisphosphate. phosphate. Cool um it's a five carbon compound and next we need uh and the most important thing we need now is uh rubisco ah rubisco because it i don't know i remember this thing because it binds carbons and shit or something yeah it does it it does it does as you so elegantly phrased bind carbons and shit (laughs) um even specific specifically um the study guide points out the full name of this enzyme is ribulose 1,5-bisphosphate carboxylase oxygenase who the fuck gives a shit it's more convenient to use the abbreviation
1: so (laughs) yes
0: but it 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 does carbon fixation on um, ribulose bisphosphate which is quite useful for humans right? Well, otherwise we wouldn't. Isn't it like also called one of the most useful like enzymes or shit or something? Well, yeah. It it, it the reason we have it. Uh, we wouldn't be here otherwise because photosynthesis wouldn't exist. Ergo, there wouldn't be something producing oxygen for us. Makes sense. So, um, here. Uh, so the carbon it fixates specifically is a molecule of carbon dioxide. Um, this creates first a six carbon compound, which then splits up into two three carbon compounds six divided by two is three (laughs) thank you for the clarification (laughs) um so uh specifically this is called glycerate 3 phosphate this is not to be confused with g3p what the fuck is that g3p is triose phosphate okay i know it's, it's i know it's confusing i at least I believe. Wait, let me just. Um, okay, just. Uh, I just quickly checked. No, I'm not going to say glycerate 3 phosphate, not to uh, be confused with G3P. G3P is glyceraldehyde 3 phosphate, Jesus but we don't Christ. need to know it by that name. We only need to know it by triose phosphate. Mm. Mm-hmm. So. What does that do? Well, first, we need to get there. Okay. Um, we have the glycerate 3 phosphate, and in order. To get it to triose phosphate we first need to um, phosphorylize it or actually no we don't need to phosphorylize it we but we do need to use an ATP to Which make some energy to okay. get it to give it some energy and where do we get that ATP from do you want to the photo too? <laughs> yeah yes let's go uh, or specifically just generally the light dependent reactions yes uh, we g- get the ATP and we use the en- uh, and we use the energy coming from the bond between the ADP and the inorganic pho- uh, phosphate breaking to continue mm-hmm. to tr- uh, transform this molecule uh, again we don't need to know all the intermediaries luckily and we also uh, reduce the uh, three carbon compound until so we have and then we have triose phosphate and we reduce it using the reduced NADP, so the NADP, uh, so that comes into use now. Yeah, the NAD plus H plus um, is then t- turned back into NAD plus NADP plus. Nice. So now we have a triose phosphate, N- and we uh, and one sixth of the triose phosphate is used to produce glucose phosphate. Which is our compound? Yeah, that's what we did all this work for to get some glucose phosphate. Oh, okay. So, um, and then 5 six of the triose phosphate is uh, used to regenerate uh, the ribulosis phosphate. What do we need the glucose phosphate thingy for? The glucose, that, that's just the. the, the sh- like, the, the, the wanted end product. That's the wanted end product okay while the oxygen is just a byproduct yeah a useful byproduct but okay yeah. well not for the plant the yeah, plant yeah. doesn't care um <laughs> but uh and then and it's also we use some more atp uh during the regeneration okay so what we did is we used two atp and two uh nad uh, nadp plus h plus um in getting to the triose phosphate and then from the triose phosphate to the ribulose phosphate we just use one atp okay that's essentially it. That's it. Um, well, it's a, it's not everything we need to. We we need to still talk about uh, Calvin's experiments. i oh, yeah. And uh, also also so the Calvin cycle takes place in the stroma. Which is the uh, which is basically this this mixture of things, um in between the, uh, uh in between thylac- not not within the thylakoid membranes but, within the rest of the chloroplast. Mm-hmm. And we need to be there because there's a bunch of useful enzymes there. Okay. So <laughs> Calvin's experiments. Yay. Um, we do need to know this. Uh, it's you know important. I but will probably forget it as soon as I walk out of the exam. But sure, go ahead. So, <laughs> um, essentially, uh, So <coughs> essentially, he used a uh, lollipop flask, which is a that sounds cooler than it is. It's a large, round, but flat flask. Yes. Um, And basically uh, it was with a bunch of... uh, and it was it's suspension of uh, chlorella? Mm -hmm. Which is a unicellular algae, which... but it can uh, do photosynthesis stuff. (laughs) (laughs) Stuff. Yeah, okay. Um, So, basically what they did is that uh, they got... um, they s- supplied it uh, in the beginning with only carbon-12, which is just the normal uh, carbon molecule. Mm-hmm. But then uh, at the start of the experiment replaced it with carbon-14, which is a radioactive carbon. Okay. Because this is the 50s and radioactivity is great and cool for all sorts of <laughs> scientific stuff and it's ne- definitely not going to come back to bite us. Yeah, nope. um, so what they uh, what they did is that they basically... they supplied it with uh, radioactive uh, carbon and then immediately started sampling uh things dropping them into hot methanol to kill them off jesus christ okay and th- at that point then what they used was double way paper chromatography what is that do you know chromatography yes you basically do that but uh, instead of dipping it o- only on one side into the water you then turn it around and dip it on the other way but why would they like what What's the point? Uh, to separate it more and To Se- separate what? The, the, the do sebums Yeah the, the, To separate the compounds That were within the That were in the uh, Hot methanol That uh, killed the samples Oh, okay Okay So um, Then what they did next Was that they used Autoradiography Which basically uh, Showed where the radioisotopes were Mm-hmm so where the carbon fourteen isotopes were, mm-hmm. um, and this uh, and because they did it in such rapid succession and they had so many small samples, they could see um, the kind of patches of the different molecules growing. So they could see that suddenly mm. there was more of this, suddenly there was more of this, and it, uh, and they found out this way in what order the Calvin cycle happened. So okay. they could they knew that the first thing that was uh the glycerate three phosphate was the first thing in there because um it was uh because that's where the uh, that's what was the radioactive thing right after it started. Are you really just unpacking a broodje now while <laughs> Yes. <laughs> okay. i mm-hmm. I'm listening. <laughs> I've done worse. I've played Candy Crush while we're talking. <laughs> doesn't make it better. <laughs> <laughs> well <laughs> uh, luckily I think we're <laughs> basically done. Um, we know Calvin's uh, lollipop experiments. Uh, I guess just to make sh- uh, just to make sure what we know what we're doing. Um, the chloroplast uh, structure, so we've like we talked about earlier, they have the double membrane. Again, what does the double membrane indicate? Ah, that um, something evolution thingy where one... The endosymbiont. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where one Where one cell went into the other and was like, oh, cool, we can be- be- both benefit from this. <laughs> Same as the fucking mitochondria and the fucking other thing, chloroplast. That's what we am talking The nucleus, although some piece of evidence don't quite match up with the nucleus, but with the mitochondria and the chloroplast, all, the evidence seems to take off. Mm. yeah so um uh otherwise there's uh so we have things like the naked dna and 70s ribosomes with the endosymbion theory mm-hmm. but otherwise there's also starch grain in the chloroplast for storage of carbohydrates and because we have the inner and outer membrane we can have a compartment where we can concentrate all of the things we need for the photosynthesis otherwise all the enzymes would be free floating within the cell and that's not very useful now, is it? mm mm-hmm. um, So yeah, and then we have the stacks and the stacks of thylakoid membranes are called uh, is called a granum, or a multiple gra- grana, granum mm-hmm. and yeah, the thylakoid space, like I said earlier, is very thin so we can easily build up a proton gradient and... Lit. I think, I believe that's basically it Mm-hmm uh, any more questions? <coughs> no. I really <laughs> like photosynthesis. <laughs> Not. But it's shorter than I thought. Yeah, it, it is... Again, it's relatively simple, and once you remember the names of the molecules, it's it's one of those things where it's very useful. To, it's similar to DNA replication in the way that it's relatively easy to learn and you know what to say if you get a question on it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah, that was it for this episode. Uh, hopefully we can pump these out at a quick pace now so we can actually get through the rest of the biology course before our exams are in about a month. Oh, well, we can do one every two days maybe. And yeah, then... then we should be able to get through them. Mm-hmm. Um, thanks for those 22 people who um, <laughs> listened to at least one episode. I know this is probably very confusing right now, Uh, Especially considering you probably don't even know us in real life, which is not what we expected. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, goodbye. Bye!